Welcome to the Four Wide Salute Podcast. I am Casey, your host. We're doing a special uh, episode right now for the Big Diamond Speedway schedule preview. And uh, with me, I have Mr. Kenny Bruce of Dirt Track Digest and also the uh, PR for Big Diamond Speedway. Kenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Casey. Yeah, looking really looking forward to doing this with you tonight and uh, get the word out there about what an awesome schedule we have this year if we done Yeah, I think uh, you know everyone was a little upset with um, with Jake for not putting the schedule out sooner, but I think I now know why. And after looking over this schedule a bunch of times now, it's uh, it's loaded. It's got everything. Uh, with the exception of a few divisions that we did not bring back, uh, whether they were house divisions or just special ones, um, it's uh, <laughs> it's absolutely loaded, and there's something for everybody this year. Oh, absolutely! Uh, every week there's something. Seems like there's something different. There's not too many just like we call regular shows. There's seems to be specials quite often. Uh, if you're a wing fan. Or a straight open wheel fan, you're gonna really enjoy uh, this year if you dive speedway. Yeah, um, there's like you said, there's there's something for everybody, and especially the open wheel stuff. I mean, between midgets, uh, wingless three sixties, we have wingless four tens, uh, the four ten wing show, and URC coming back, and three oh fives. I mean, it's a uh, it's a little on the insane side. So uh let's uh let's crack into this schedule and let's just go off of week by week and see what we got. Yeah, sure. So uh to start on Sunday, March twenty eighth, we have a test in tune open to any car with a roll cage. Last year I think we had a hundred and twenty some cars show up. If we see that again, I'm not quite sure. I mean, it all depends. Last year we were one of the first tracks to open up in our area. And I think everybody was looking for somewhere to go put their car on, on dirt. So I don't know if we're going to see that many, but I, I can see us having it. I'm going to say around 80. Oh yeah. I, I believe so. Like I say last year, you know, we were the first ones to open for the most part. And people were just wanting to get in the race cars and drive. So test session opener, whatever they wanted to, they wanted to test out the car, so uh, there'll be a good amount of cars for sure. Yeah, I remember we had um, we had a couple of uh, crate guys and open sportsman guys from New Egypt that had New Egypt been open to run at that time or scheduled to at least. I don't think we would have seen them, but um, yeah, it was it was definitely nuts last year, and I think we'll get a good count again this year. And then, yeah, uh, I believe and then. You know, we move on to to I believe it's the the Friday after April seconds our season opener. Uh, modifieds four grand to win, sportsman a thousand to win, six hundred two sportsman eight hundred to win, and road runners. So it, it's all our house classes. Um, extra money on top. Yeah, uh, it is with the extra money. We always get some guys that uh, travel up into Egypt. Grandview for opening night, and uh, you know last year's opener. Of course, it was delayed till what June, but uh, man, we packed the house there last year. Yeah, that was the night where, you know, for those of you who have been to the track, you know that long driveway off of the uh, off of the main actual road, 
they were parked double file on the sides. And I believe there were cars, from what I heard, on the road parked off uh, off the shoulder. It was an absolute madhouse. And I don't think anybody anticipated the crowd we got. And I, I'm not saying we're going to get a crowd like that again if other tracks are scheduled to be open at normal time. But we're definitely going to have have a good have a good field of cars and a good uh, amount of people in the grandstands. Oh yeah, we will for sure. And you know, the field of cars is outstanding this year. We can get into that later on if you want. But I, you know, for a Friday night, uh, just the regular drivers that pretty much committed there for all the year, it's going to be one of the best fields. It is the best field we probably ever had there. It's probably one of the best fields in the Northeast. Yeah, I mean, on average, I think we pay the most for a modified feature on a regular night, let alone, um, you know, this one's advertised as four grand to win. And I think I went through the, the committed modified guys for this year. And I'm going to say there's 17 or 18 that have multiple feature wins, either at diamond or in, you know, our surrounding tracks that could win on any given night. It is going to be absolutely crazy insane this year. Oh, it is. And then you talk about the, you know, the amount of championships that drivers have won that are coming. Uh, you know, Danny Buck showing up this year for, as a regular. It's going to be crazy on a Saturday, Friday night. It's going to be like the race is going to be insane. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was thinking as far as, um, you know, going through your heat races and even with the handicapping and, and points, it it's going to be very interesting because I think we're going to end up seeing some guys starting up a little bit further than you would normally see them start um, or even deeper than you would normally see them start because they didn't make it through the handicapping in their heat race. Oh, no, for sure. And, you know, that happened last year a couple of times, you know, mm-hmm. guys, regular guys, uh, you know, Craig Von Doran got stuck a few times starting, you know, back further than 12th because he couldn't get up through the field because of the quality of cars. And uh, I anticipate that, them, you know, we call them the big boys. Yep. I, I anticipate that happened a lot this year. Yeah. And now, you know, if we want to call them the big three, as they've been called for 25 years now, two <laughs> of them are in new rides this year. And that's yes. going to that's going to make for a very interesting dynamic to see what Strunk does back in the Zuby car and to see what Dwayne does in, in Butchie's car. It's going to be very, very interesting. It will be. And, you know, Butchie's car was strong last year with mm-hmm. Jeff in it. And I and, you know, I've talked to Butch a couple of times during the offseason. I talked to Dwayne a little bit and uh, yeah, they're loaded for bear and uh, they're ready to race. And they're, I think they're going to come out of the, the shoot pretty quick. Yeah, I saw Dwayne the other weekend up at SNS, and he seems uh, very rejuvenated, very excited to go back and have fun and, you know, kind of take the gloves off, if you want to put it that way, and have at it. So it's and then you add in all the, you know, the youngsters, as they call them, Um, you know, it's the next generation of talent. And look at all those guys that are going to be there, too, that already have wins, um, you know, at at diamond and it's they're only going to get better as time goes on and stronger and it's just going to be very very interesting yes and then you know we talk about the big three everybody does but really a big diamond you have to beat four because it might be Guler. and you know he was so strong last year you know he just won a big race down at uh bubba's and you know that team is always ready and they run big, he runs big diamond really well yes well the one thing about mikey that i think people have figured out is he 
he's very finesse. He's not. I don't recall a lot of times where I've seen him, you know, quote unquote, drive over his head and and kind of do things that you shouldn't do to win early. I think he just he has that finesse factor and it proved last year winning the championship. Yeah, he does. He brought on because a lot of races you watched last year, he'd come on late. Uh, he would hang back, just let things sort out just a little bit. And then uh, he would uh, make his march towards the front. And, um, you know, by the time halfway was there, you knew he was pretty much in the top five most of the night. Yep, absolutely. Well, and then and then moving on to the following Friday, April 9th, we had Money in the Mountains. Uh, this race didn't happen last year uh, due to the shortened schedule and uh, moving around of events and um think we had one or two rainouts in there too so everything got kind of got shuffled around this year it's not 50 laps and it's not 10 grand to win however 40 lapper five grand to win plenty of money on top and once again i think uh do you know are we offering a starting spot in the anthracite assault with this i don't know that yet uh jake hasn't told me the rule i don't even know the rules uh, i'm assuming it's gonna be the same as last year and go with the deo south rules mm-hmm. but uh i don't know that for sure yet yeah normally it's deo south rules and winner gets a starting spot in the feature for the anthracite assault so yeah, we'll see if that gets, yeah we'll see if that gets added again um either way 40 laps that's that's you know one of our longer races five grand to win a lot of money on top and then yeah. we also have our supporting divisions with open sportsmen, 602s, and roadrunners. Uh, you know, touching on on what we're going to look at as far as a division, 602 sportsmen, I think we're going to see more than we saw last year. Yes, I believe so. I mean, it, it seems like everybody's starting to have a 602 sportsman in their garage. It, it's almost like a micro, like micro 600s, you know, all these guys have right. them. And I, I think 602 sportsmen are becoming that that affordable race car for guys to have. Yeah, it is. You then pretty much, you know, you know, you buy a motor and then um, you got the same motor. The next guy has, uh, some might be fresher than the others, but, uh, it's a good, it is an affordable class for guys to get started. And, you know, look at last year we had what, uh, we had what one multiple winner, I think all year in the six Oh twos. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Tyler Pete. It was Tyler Pete, right. He won both his right at the end of the year. And Tyler, had a lot of uh, issues getting his car to run earlier in the year. And I mean, they were going to run Orange County on a Saturday. I don't know that they originally planned to run Diamond on a Friday, but, you know, he's he's good buddies with Alex Yankowski and was always helping with Alex. And I think they just decided to try and, and bring it down and try and get it to run. And they had a lot of issues when they first started. And the last month, month and a half, he was running on all cylinders. Yeah, he was. He was probably the strongest crate we had all year there, and um, I really enjoy that division. It's uh, racing is usually pretty, pretty close, and uh, you know, it was nice seeing a lot of multiple winners and guys getting their first wins ever. And it was a fun year. Absolutely. So the following Friday we have Tony's Meat Market Night. This is one of the rare uh, nights on the schedule where it is just our house divisions, no special laps, no special money on top. Just a regular Friday night show with modifieds, open sportsmen, 602 crates, and roadrunners. But then we move on to the following Friday. Yes. And I already know I'm going to be up there super early that day doing as much as I can to help out uh, the national USAC uh, team when they come in. 
and we had the wingless four tens. Uh, you know, they decided to add a an abbreviated second Eastern storm to their schedule this year, and we're happy to be a part of it. Yeah, I can't. I'm really looking excited. I'm really excited to see them guys come in there. Uh, you know, I know we want to see uh, the big sprint cars. You know, we always look forward to shows when they're here in the Eastern Storm at the other speedways and uh, to have them at our home track at uh, Big Diamonds. It's going to really be a blast. If not mistaken, um, I think it's been six or seven years since they've been up there. And if not, I think Chris Wyndham won the last one there. Yeah, I believe so. I had all that written down here at one point, but I can't see you find it. <laughs> yeah, it's but, gonna be. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's been like I think it's been like seven, eight years. Yes. I mean, you can go back and you can watch that race too, um, on YouTube or or wherever you can find it. But you know, back then we still had the old clay, and now it's this will be the third year on the new stuff. And as tacky as the racetrack is, as fast as it is, this feature is going to be insane. It's going to be wild. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I was that's the night the uh, dirt cars are down in Bristol, and people ask me like, "Are you going to Bristol?" And I'm like, uh, "No, I'm going to stay home and watch the wingless sprints at uh, Big Diamond." So <laughs> that's going to be a fun night. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm already working on getting in contact with a couple of guys for the meet and greet for that night. And I think uh, I think everyone will be a little surprised and excited to see who I get to uh, be out front there for the meet and greet before uh, we get kicked off. And then we have modifieds and roadrunners on the schedule as well. Um, You know, bringing in modifieds along with with USAC is a great thing. I think, um, you know, you're kind of giving a one two punch there. I don't. I don't think necessarily we needed to keep the the big guys off the card for that night. I think it's going to be a great a great combination. And then the Roadrunners, of course, always put on a, a pretty good show too. Oh, Roadrunners are fantastic and big diamond. That's like that's one of the divisions like over the years. I, you know, people call me a modified snob, and that's true because I am. I love all my modifieds. But uh, since I've been doing this, you know, the PR and the, the leasing up with Big Diamond, I've had a chance to watch the Roadrunners and all that, and they are really a fun division to watch. And I I enjoy the heck out of watching any of their features. Well, and I and I heard too that uh, we're going to get a couple more of them that, this year as well. Whether it's guys that ran street stocks that decided to you know, move on or, or switch divisions or just new guys. Or I I've heard we might even have some people that haven't ran in maybe 10 years that are going to come back. So it, I think we're going to see an increase in cars there too. Yeah. That's it's great to have. Yeah. You know, I mean, most of the time we have a decent field. Most of the time, mm-hmm. yeah, some doing she's during the summer lanes off a little bit. Cause guys wreck and things happen. But um, I think we have a pretty good field. If we can add a few more to it, it'll be even better. Well, I mean, you know, two years ago, I think we averaged maybe 10 to 12 cars a night with the Roadrunners. Occasionally, we'd see a little bit more. But last year, I think we averaged 16, 17 cars. Yeah, that was good. It was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then we move on to Friday, April 30th, uh, in Singer Performance Night, another house night where it's just modified sportsmen, uh, 602 crates and Roadrunners. But at that point, you know, our points are starting to take shape. Our handicapping is well into place. And uh, I think we're going to see some great races at that point. I think we're going to start to to kind of see who might be there at the end of the season as far as points go. 
Right. I, I believe that. Yeah, usually by that time of year, you start to see, you know, guys where it starts to peel out a little bit. And, um, you know, we didn't talk about the sportsman division, the open sportsman division. Yeah, but that was a good one last year, too. I mean, of course, it, you know, it was a Brent, Brendan Egger and Brad Brakel show. But, uh, you know, this year you got Doug Hendricks coming back to run the sportsman. And uh, I'm hoping Brad comes back. I haven't heard if he is or not. Brad but, is. Uh, Brad I, is. I, Brad is not coming back in the open He's sportsman. Not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a shame. I like Brad up there. And he brought a good the crowd like him too, so that's a shame. But well, yeah, I, it's still I, I think Brad worked himself out a pretty good deal um with the fourteen team. Okay, good. Uh with Bridenstine. And uh, you know, I I think Brad's ready for more challenges, to be honest. I think he got everything he kind of wanted out of out of the open sportsman division in the last few years, multiple track championships, once won a lot of big money races. Yeah, he did. And uh, I think, you know, on the bucket list, he might've checked off everything he had, he had waiting for him. So uh, I don't know that we're going to see him on a weekly basis on a Friday. I think we might be getting him a handful of times, maybe some of the bigger races. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when he shows up in the modified, but yeah, to your point, Hendricks is uh moving moving back with the open sportsman again. Um Edgar's gonna be back again. And I think we're also gonna see uh some surprises too that are gonna maybe pop off a win. I mean, last year we had uh, you know, Buckshot, Glenn Rowan pulled off a yep. let it, you know, the whole way. But I think, you know, you gotta look at guys like Wayne Whitmer. You know, he's been he's been around for a while and he knows how to run that track. But I think we'll see some of the younger guys too, like a Mike Schneck, um, you know, some of some of the guys like a Chucky Eckert, you know, might might pull something off. I think we're going to see those guys having stronger uh, years, you know, coming up as yeah. well. Oh, I agree. Yeah, some of them guys came on strong last year. It was just just you know, uh, Brandon and Brad just had the field covered most weeks, but uh, the, the racing behind them was really good. Yep, absolutely. And because I know he's going to listen to this podcast, uh, I, I did get confirmation from Brandon Allman that he will be there for the entire season. So, uh, Brandon, <laughs> you uh, better show up. And I want to see uh, some completed races and some uh, pretty spectacular racing out of you this year. So uh, then we move on to my one of my favorite nights of the season, because uh, I, I have taken a liking to the super late models very very much uh friday may 7th we have the ulms coming in for a three grand to win show and then also modified 602 crates and roadrunners and uh i was looking at ulms's points from last year and uh you know we could potentially see a lot of cars for this race lucas oil is off okay and the outlaws are in Wisconsin. Now, I know occasionally Eckert will show up on that Midwest Wisconsin type swing that they do. But they also have a ULMS race at Port Royal the next day on that Saturday after our show. So okay. we may see quite a few names uh, pop up, you know, most notably Satterley and Mason Ziegler. But just looking at the guys that ran their their series last year, I mean, there's a ton of talent on this on this these point standings. I mean, Max Blair won three races and took home the point title last year. Definitely a contender anywhere he goes. Uh, Michael Norris, who's currently at Volusia, is also a, a top ten car from last year. Jeff Ryan, who uh, seems to win every 
uh, super late model race at CLN's Grove. And then, um, you know, we also have some of the bigger names that have run Outlaw Series schedules like Chubb Frank and, uh, you know, Bern Heisel, I'm sure, uh, will be there as well. Andy Hawes, your Port Royal uh, super late champion from last year. And then guys like Gary Stuhler and, uh, and Mike Lufer. So I, I think we could see a very talented field and a very big field for this one. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I'm not, I, you know, I, I'm, honestly, I'm not too up on the late models. I'm getting into them more and more as I keep watching them on, uh, you know, streaming services. I'm getting used to all these guys more. UMLS, the ULMS supermodel, late models. Uh, I honestly, I honestly don't know too much about them. And I'll do some research on them before we get to that race. But, uh, the late model race has been really good, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them and they, what they can do with Big Diamond, and uh, you might have guys from Delaware like Ross Robinson come up too. So, yep. yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be a good show. And I'm when I saw that on the schedule, that really uh, piqued my excitement a little bit as well. I mean, I I look at ULMS as as kind of in comparison, kind of like what the Short Track Super Series was when it started, where it was kind of centralized around certain locations and it didn't really spread like it has now but it, you know it's a super late model it's not a limited it's not a crate um you know these guys run the same stuff that you know the guys on tour do and a lot of these guys when when lucas oil shows up in town at port royal or you know the outlaws are at at williams grove a, a lot of these guys show up and run so i mean and like I said, you have a guy like Rick Eckert, who's a an outlaw champion, uh, you know, 10 years ago. He could easily be in town and show up for this one, too. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see him on the track. I, I think, you know, the way the track, our track's laid out and everything, I think we'll put on quite the uh, show. Yeah, and the limited. the modified there, too, so. It, exactly, exactly. And the limited late models put on a good show last year. And, you know, we're looking at the same body, more speed. So, it, yeah. It, and. It can only it can only be as impressive as it it proceeds itself to be. So then we move on to May 14th. ARDC Midgets. This is very um, exciting to see. Considering ARDC, you know, was around, kind of fell off and now it's back. I can't wait to see the count of midgets we get for this one. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Now, are these winged or wingless? Wingless wingless okay yeah that seems to be the trend anymore so um yeah uh, the wing midgets are awesome to watch, or the, the wingless midgets are awesome to watch you know i've been watching a lot of their shows and you know chili bowl and all that and uh i, I you know big diamonds is a you know, pretty big track and i used to run this kind of track but it's a little bigger than what they normally run but i still think they'll put on a uh heck of a show there yeah i mean we just watched the you know usac midgets down at bubba's on a three eights same size track um they're going to be fast they're going to be really fast and uh but the track's wide in the turns it's not super tight um and again i haven't seen ardc there or midgets in general since the new claysman put down i think it's going to be if it's anything like we've seen with the other wingless cars it's going to be insane yeah it is it's it's going to be a cool watch for sure and uh yeah, I know the ARDC needs to be around before. It needs to be really strong. And uh, I'm glad to see him coming back. Yep, absolutely. And this is the first week that we see the Modifieds are off. Um, but we also will have the open sports when the 602 creates Roadrunners. 
And Blast from the Past Vintage will be back after uh, missing a year last year. Can't wait to see what they have in store and, uh, you know, what kind of retro cars we get. Yeah, they're always cool to see. You know, you know, I go back, I go back a lot further. I'm not old news, so I go back a lot further. So uh, when you see some of these cars, is it's, it's really cool and brings up some good memories. Yeah, there's a couple of cars that do show up. Um, I think it's Brett Meyer shows up in a in a what I would consider an older style modified. You know, one of those late '80s, early '90s style. Um, those bring back a lot of memories for my kid. You know, Billy Schenkel and and Davey Wanger. Those were the guys that I I followed pretty well and um yeah those bring back a lot of memories for a lot of people that's for sure so move on to friday may 21st modifieds are back and we also have urc sprint cars the uh urc 360s um those guys put on fantastic shows last year uh i don't doubt that we're gonna see another fantastic show out of them this year no, I, I, I agree with you hundred uh, percent. You know, them cars really, they, they get around that track quick and uh, you know, there's some good guys there that run really well at our track. And I, I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah. I remember last year um, they had that, that little uh, mishap wreck on the front stretch during a heat race where uh, Jake Hummel pretty much tore up his car and a lot of the other teams helped pitch in to, to get him back and running. So, uh, you know, it's a great club. It's a great group of guys, um, you know, Ryan Stillwagon, Kurt Michael and all them that are involved do a great job. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing that again, too. Yeah. I'm for, and, you know, Briggs Danner should be there, too, when, in the sprint. He's, he's going to run some URC next year. So he gets around our track pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Shout out to him right now. Um He's down at Bubba's practicing for this weekend, yeah. running the winter games. That's that's awesome to see. Um, you know, he he looked impressive in the wingless 360 last year. So, uh, sure oh, yeah, I think we're going to see some a, a lot of things out of him this year that um, are going to be pretty admirable for never running it before. Uh, we also do have 602 crates and road runners uh, that night and the opens are off. Then we move on to Friday, May 28th, Spin City night. USAC wingless 360 sprints modifieds open sportsmen and roadrunners. Now, <laughs> if we go back to the last USAC 360 wingless race we had last year, uh, we did see someone try and take off the runway down the backstretch, Mr. Ryan Watt. So what yes. but they they hold up to their name. They are wicked fast, they're wicked exciting, slide jobs for days. And they put on a hell of a show. Yeah, they do. And that's a really growing division. And from what I've been reading, it's going to grow even more this year. And uh, the car counts keep getting bigger and bigger. I remember when they first came a couple of years ago, and uh, they were just so fun to watch. Even in practice, they were fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, you know, Steven Dravicki, he's been pretty dominant with that division at our, at our place for the most part. But uh, there's a lot of competition there, and I keep seeing it getting better and better. Yeah, and I think it's it. I think it's along the same lines as what we were talking about with like a six oh two crate. Um, they seem to be like an affordable way to go for guys that you know don't want to run a speedster anymore, don't want to run a micro, or the young kids that are coming up through working their way up to the four ten level. It it just seems to be the affordable way to go. Yeah. Oh, it is, and uh, and the crowds love them. And uh, 
I as a you know, I as a fan really like it a lot. So they're, they're fun to watch. Absolutely. Then we move on to Friday, June fourth. Uh, we got the Open Sportsman six hundred two crates. Roadrunners are going to run their crazy eights. The Central PA Legends are back from last year, and the Blast in the Past Vintage again. A five division uh, night that is a rarity this year. Something a little different, trying to tame it back and, uh, you know, get people out of there a little bit quicker. But uh, Roadrunner Crazy Eights, you know, I didn't know what they were until last year. And uh, very exciting. Yeah, that was fun last year. We did, we did that show. I what? We did it at Diamond Nationals, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was that was fun to watch. Those them guys, like you said, the Roadrunner is always doing a good show. And, uh, you know, eight lap features and you run a bunch of them. It's, it's, it was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And the Central PA Legends, you know, I dig them. I do. I like the look of them. And I think they they run pretty fast for what you see. You probably don't expect. And uh, they always seem to have a battle going on towards the front late in the race. Yeah, they're they're growing. They're growing on me. Uh, the more I see them, the more I get to like them a little more. And uh, you guys race hard, and they are for little cars, man. They are quick. And they get around, and uh, you know, you remember that one that crashed you know, a couple years ago? Oh yeah, at, uh, at Susquehanna. Or, yep. Or Steel I think it was Lincoln. It was, but Lincoln, yeah, man. And you never think them cars would do that. Oh, they're not that fast, but man, they're they're pretty fast little cars. And, they're, they're getting better and better each year. And uh, they're, like I said, they're growing on. You know, I like watching them. Yeah. And, they, and all they have in them are motorcycle engines. Oh, is that all it is? Yeah. It's either, I think, a 600cc or like a 800cc motorcycle engine. That's, that's all they got. But they, but again, the size of the track, the size of the car, they pretty much want, you know, they run open wide. And, you know, it, it makes for an exciting feature. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yep. They, they slice and dice, man, that's for sure. Absolutely. And then uh, moving on to Tuesday, June 8th. Uh, it's one of the big shows of the year. The only combo show of the Short Track Super Series, the Anthracite Assault. 50 lapper, 5 grand to win. Uh, Short Track Super Series, 602 Sportsman, 1,200 to win. Yeah, that, that's, of course, that's a race I always look forward to every year. You got the combination north and south divisions, although a lot of them anymore, there's a lot of them run both anymore anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, you, you still get a lot more people there than normal. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, last year's race was great. We've had some really good shows there. Uh, you know, Billy Pass Jr. and Jimmy Horn were on a great show there last year. And uh, I always look forward to, uh, you know, the Short Track Super Series going to Big Diamond. Yeah, I think, you know, I remember, uh, I think it was last year, the day of the race or the day before the race, uh, Billy had announced they were expecting. So I think he had a little extra mojo uh, working in his favor. So unless he uh, unless they're going to announce another one on the way, he's going to have to work out just a little bit harder this year. But um, no, they put, they always put it on great show. I think it was the year before last uh, Shepard won from 22nd or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So hey, he's, um, he's lousy in his heat race. Yep. <laughs> Came back. Yeah. Well, but. It's going to be it's going to be another one where it's a fight to the finish. I mean, yeah, Horton led the majority of that race last year and uh, a lapper yeah, picked the wrong line or lapper didn't move. Whichever which way you have it, um, Billy right. kind of got underneath him, got around him, 
And uh, again, exciting feature. Yeah, it was. And, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I've always been a big Jimmy Horton fan. And uh, <laughs> bummed me out to see him lose because I was just, because I just, you know, root for, the, root for him all the time. But, uh, uh, you know, to see Billy win, Billy's a good buddy of mine. And uh, it was, it was just, a, I, I cheer for a great race, but, and that one was definitely a great race. And I enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Horton was definitely one of the guys that, um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last few years with my position, you know, in the industry. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy's a great dude. He really is. He's real laid back. And, um, to see him competing at the level he is at, at his age and just like some others that we know, um, you know, it's a good thing to see. Yeah. He wasn't too late back last Saturday night at Bubba's, but you know things happen. So <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up. You did. <laughs> no, it just is. But uh, no, things happen. It's me. You know, it's over and done with. So absolutely, it's, yeah. The Hallmark you know. guys weren't too happy last Saturday. That's for sure. No, no. But so uh, we, veterans, they move on. Exactly, exactly. So moving on to Friday, June eleventh, SA communal night, uh, modifieds again. The pass and mass sprints, which are the 305s, open sportsmen and red runners crates are off. You know, I went to quite a few sprint car races last year. My wife's a huge fan of the wing thing. And um, a friend of ours um, did run for uh, pass last year. Every time we went to a 305 race, they had to have 45 to 55 cars. Wow. Yeah, Port yeah. Royal was insane. Anytime we saw them, even when we saw Miss Hewlin's group, they had a crap ton of cars. And this is a combo show. This is, you know, the uh, the Mid-Atlantic Sprint Series and the Pennsylvania One combined show. It, I think we're going to see, my guess, we're going to see 5305 Sprint cars that night. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. <laughs> well, I think, it, you know what? I watched them run a track like Sealand's Grove. It's a, you know, a five eights. I watched them run Port Royal a half mile, but they run awesome races at places like Path Valley, um, one of your smaller tracks. And I and anytime I've seen them, you know, at Grandview, they look they look good. They catch lap traffic pretty quick and they got to get through it. And that's the whole thing. They're not just wide open you know, kind of follow the leader type deal. They catch lap traffic and that's part of the whole thing. So, you know, on our three eights with, you know, that track, the way it is, I think it's going to be an awesome show. Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll put on a good show. Um, it's a lot of cars and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen them there, obviously. And, um, you know, good field of cars and get a good track and, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. Then Friday, June 18th, Savage 61 night. Modifieds, limited late models uh, showing up for the first time. 1,200 to win. 602 crates are back. Uh, 1,061 to win. And Roadrunners, uh, open sportsmen are off. Limited late models, I thought, put on a great show at the uh, Diamond Nationals. Kind of a last-minute thing that we threw together and tried to, uh, you know, get enough cars to run a, a great show. I think we had 22 something like that. I think uh, with this being on the schedule way in advance, we might see some more. But uh, another great night, extra money on top of the crates. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the limited late models there last year from Diamond Nationals. That's the first time I've ever seen late models on our track. And um, I keep saying our track, but you know what I mean? You work but, there, uh, it counts. Yeah, I know. But uh, no, they were fun to watch, and I enjoyed them. And uh, 
I wasn't sure what to expect when I first saw him there, but uh, it was pretty quite show. And I, I can't remember the winner's name, but man, he he charged through the field, and uh, it, it was really exciting to watch. I'm not mistaken, it was was it Dylan Yoder? Yoder? Right? Yeah, it yeah, was Yoder. Yoder. Yep, yep. Yeah. Dylan or Andrew, one of them runs a super late model, one of them runs a limited. And I, I get him right. confused all the time. I think it's Dylan that runs the. the I think limited. it was Dylan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So but again, fun to watch. oh, yeah. And if, if I, memory serves me correctly, again, there was another issue where someone led for quite a bit. And I think he caught him with like maybe 10, 8 to go. And it was a, a battle for the win. So exciting races. That's what we all look forward to. Stuff that keeps you on your feet. Uh, moving on to Friday, June 25th modifieds URC is back again with ARDC midgets and Roadrunners. So no sportsman classes at night, but we get one winged and one wingless. Yeah, that would be a fun night for sure. Uh, sprint with the sprints and the midgets there in the same night, along with the modifieds and, you know, filling out the, filling out the night with the Roadrunners. That, that's going to be a really, that's going to be a really fun night. Yeah. I love I watch, I love the sprint cars and I love the you know I like I'm getting say I'm getting into the midgets and uh it'll be a good night. What's going to be really interesting is you know sprint cars are so notorious for widening the track, um you know because they can run those super high lines and and still get momentum and get runs. It's going to be real interesting to see um, how that plays into the midgets. If the midgets go out before them, no issue. If they go out after them, it, it could make for a very um slider filled night yes could be for sure <laughs> yep absolutely yeah. so let me move on to uh fourth of july weekend july 2nd the georgie stevenson memorial always a great race always a uh, a great tribute to a great person uh also the bnh landscaping night modifieds 30 lapper four grand to win usac wingless 360 sprints are back 602 sportsman and the Roadrunners, but most importantly, everyone's favorite, we get fireworks. Yeah, fireworks are awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, a, another extended race, uh, five laps more than normal, an extra uh, extra money on top. And USAC Wingless Sprints are back. Another, another packed house, I4C, with uh, great divisions on the card. Oh, yeah, it definitely should be a packed house. Like you say, great divisions there. Plus, Friday, July 2nd, you know, it's a holiday weekend. Uh, people will be looking forward to go out. And, uh, you, know, you know, people always love watching the fireworks. Absolutely. And, uh, and Jake and Jasmine always, uh, you know, put on a good show with them. And it, it, it's going to be a, a great night for racing. And if we have good weather, it's going to be a packed house for sure. Yep. The only thing is Jake will lose his parking spot up behind the scoreboard that night. Is that's where yeah, the fireworks so will have to go off. He, he might actually have to sit in his office that night. <laughs> uh, moving on to the following Friday, July 9th, we have modified twin 20s, open sportsman 602 sportsman and runners, a uh, house division night. Uh, considering the last four weeks before that, we had a visiting division. Um, not bad just to get back to our normal night, but modified twin 20s. Uh, believe we saw Matt Stangle get his first win at Diamond and a modified on a twin 20 yep. night. You know, I think Jeff got the other one, right? Really? I believe so. I believe Strunky did get the other one. So, I mean, th yeah, this so. is one of the nights where you could see a surprise victor. You could see, you know, hey, there's always that chance that someone sweeps both of them, too. 
Yeah, I always love Twin 20 nights. Like, you're in Flemington, they used to have twin, like, one month they'd have Twin 20s, the next month they'd have Triple 20s, then the following month they'd have the four, four 20s. And I always like the 20 lap races because you get surprise winners every now and then. And if you get one guy that's really on that night, he can win, you know, he can win both of them just as easily. So it's it's always an interesting night when you have Twin 20s. Well, I mean, it's, it's five laps less than a normal night. So guys kind of got to, you know, get up on the wheel a little bit sooner than they normally do. And if it goes green the whole way, you could see, you know, one of your guys that start up front, you know, with the handicapping invert may end up, you know, getting that first one. Yeah, if we went, if we ran twin twenties more often, Craig Whitmore would probably had about three wins last year. Oh. That poor guy, that poor guy would he'd lead races all year and then five laps oh. to go, something would happen. I think, but Craig's a good guy, and I felt so bad for him. I'll, I will not forget that last year when, uh, you know, Craig started this slow coming off of four to take the white flag. And I had just said to someone, Craig doesn't have a win at a modified here, right? And as soon as I said that, he's slow coming off of four. And, and then my wife said, I don't think he does, but I don't think Lasowski does either. <laughs> and, and that's right. who took the lead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which yeah. is kind of funny because those two guys for a couple of years they were the stars of the sportsman division together yeah they were sure yep so it's, it's good to see guys that have moved up and uh you know if you if you want to call it moved up uh you know being successful and running up front yeah and i remember talking to mike that night and uh, he was obviously so excited his first win but he genuinely felt bad for craig too and uh that's what you like to see out of competitors so it was cool yep absolutely uh, moving on to Friday, it's July 16th, topless night. Uh, very, very interesting to see this. Um, modified topless 30, 4,000 to win. Uh, another extended distance race, more money on top. Limited late models are going topless for 20 laps, 1,500 to win. And 602 crates are going to go topless for uh, 25 laps for 1,000 to win. And the Roadrunners. Wow, no roofs that night. Yeah, that's that's always a cool night. Uh, I the first year he did that a couple years ago, he asked me about it, and I thought I wasn't sure to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, once I saw it, I thought hey, that was pretty neat because it gives the people, especially the fan, like we know these guys, so it's different, right? But it gives the fans more perspective, they can see. They can actually see in the cockpits of the car and see them guys what they're doing with their arms and you know jerking the wheels and things like that. And uh, I, I thought it was really cool. And then uh, the late models would be really cool <laughs> without the roofs on. Yeah, and late models I've seen without the without the roofs on. They run a Lucas Oil. I don't know if they still do. They used to run a hundred lapper in uh, in Batesville, Arkansas, the topless one hundred. I always remember that. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I've seen that, but um. This will be interesting with with three divisions with no lids on. That's going to be um, that's going to be very interesting, I think. Yeah, and it, it, believe it or not, it does change the handling of the car a little bit because you don't have that downforce from the roof, and uh, some guys get it and some guys don't. Absolutely, and then you got to worry about you know guys rooster tailing you in front and throwing up mud. So, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of that stuff. I, I mean, if anyone's looked at the top of a modified especially because you know they're tilted you see a lot of a lot of clay sitting up there especially after you got in pack the track and hot laps so this makes for a very interesting dynamic um you know if anyone's ever seen the helmet of a uh a midget driver or a wingless sprint car driver 
uh, when the track's heavy, their their helmets are covered. They're covered in mud. I remember last year when we had that rain the night that USAC uh, 360s were there. And one of the guys got out of the car after, I don't know if it was the heat race or hot laps or, or what was it, but um, he was covered in clay. <laughs> the helmet, the suit covered. So again, the, if if you have modified guys out there or great guys, you know, that haven't ran uh, a wingless car or, you know, a topless car at any point in time, this could definitely change their, the, the whole comp, the, the whole thing. Yeah, it does. it does. I mean, the you know the right, you know the veterans. They, it doesn't affect them too much. But if you're not used to running without that, it's uh it changes the characteristics of the car for sure. Absolutely. Then we move on to Friday, July 23rd, moving into the end of July. Uh, pass and mass combo show again for the 305 sprints, open sportsmen, 602 crates, roadrunners, and the wingless super sportsmen. Uh, which I'm not sure that they've ran there, at least in my time, they haven't. Uh, one of the other five division nights. But um, Wingless Super Sportsman, they put on a good show. I, I've seen them at a couple of different places. I think they they pretty much run like a USAC Wingless 360. It's just a 358 motor from what I understand. And they, uh, they're, they're self-starters, I too believe, right? Correct. They're super Sportsman, yeah. Yep. So, um yeah, it'll be fun to see him there. I, I've never seen him there, obviously, because I don't even know if they've ever been there before, but uh, it'll be something different for sure. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that is also EM Auto Body and Graphics Open Sportsman mat- match races that night, match too. That night, yep. uh, I enjoy match races. I do. Um, you know, from what we've seen um, in recent times, we, we got to make sure that guys have to flip flop starting on the top or the bottom because you can end up with an advantage. But, um, you know, it, it could end up uh, being you don't know who's going to end up winning that because you don't know who's going to get yeah. picked. Yeah, you know, he's going to pick. And uh, you know, a lot of times it depends. Like one guy will find the uh, inside or outside a little quicker. And sometimes you get a guy that will run it. But um, every now and then, you know, you'll get them guys that just squat there and then they just go for it. And uh, they're pretty fun to watch. And I think the guy, I think the drivers have fun with them. Oh, yeah. You'll at least have, you know, those those two or three guys that are going out there. or They're just going to throw a haymaker at you and they're going to see right, if it sticks. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's going to be the fun thing. Um, yep. And it'll also be fun watching Merck run off the track just to make sure he doesn't get hit because he's probably going to flag it from the inside of the front stretch. <laughs> uh, move, yeah. on to, move on to Friday, July 30th, the Dave Camp Memorial. Another great event. Um, for, you know, a great guy, um, gone too soon. Modifieds, ARDC midgets back for a third time, 602 crates and road runners. Yeah. The Dave came Memorial was always good for the modifieds and, uh, you know, the guys, you know, Dave was, you know, meant a lot to the speedway and, uh, you know, to see the midgets come back for the third time would be fun. And, uh, you know, the modifieds there, that's the main fort. That's the main, uh, you know, class there every week and mm-hmm. uh, along with the midgets and uh, it'll be a good night. Yeah. I mean, and normally the Dave Kemp Memorial, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of extra money got thrown out for the street stocks, um, which are no longer at the speedway this year. And, but I do know that they have put other money towards sportsmen, road runners and modifieds at some point. So I'm interested to see, um, you know, if anything's going to go around to add a little, um, you know, a little extra, uh, 
pocket money for these guys. Yeah, I think last year we did the date camp and then also the Georgie Stevenson. There was a lot of extra money put up, a lot of it from the dog pound. Yep. And, uh, you know, it always it's nice that the people, you know, honor the drivers and give them a little extra money to race for on certain nights. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and now we're going to go into August, Friday, August 6th, USS Aki Night, our prime sponsor of the Open Sportsman Division. Modifieds Open Sportsman, uh, which is the Fayesh Memorial. Um, you know, again, another memorial event um, honoring a great guy gone too soon. Uh, 11.57 to win, 602 crates and roadrunners. Another house night, but a great uh, big event for the sportsmen. I think this is uh, like their second or third uh, biggest race of the year up there. Yeah, that, that, and they appreciate that. You know, they run hard and, you know, the modifieds get all the glory, but the sportsmen and the crates and the roadrunners put on great shows as well and it's, it's nice to see them get honored with uh, you know some extra money absolutely yep now we move on to the <laughs> uh, a big one. what i would say <laughs> uh, surprising night of the year friday august 13th yes friday the 13th we did it <laughs> winged 410 sprint cars 4500 to win a modified non-winners race for a thousand to win, six hundred two crates and road runners. Um, you know, this was the event that I think held back the schedule a little bit longer than we anticipated. Um, yes, it is the night before the Knoxville Nationals uh, at Knoxville. If it happens this year, it didn't last year. Um, but you know what? Four tens. I went back and watched. We had a race maybe 2015 up there that Sam Hayford team won. I think it was a speed week show. Um, it was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It was great racing. And again, that new clay, I think these wing sprint cars are going to be badass. Yeah, they will. Yeah, you're right. Sam Hayford team won. He won the last time they were there in 2013. Yep. Um, there have been a total of nine four ten shows at the track. With then Greg Hodnett, the late great Greg Hodnett, had won five of them. Wow. So, um, uh, Lucas Wolf is also a winner there, along with Brian Monteith and, uh, same, like you said, Sam Happer. I can't remember. Happer Tate. Yep. Won the last time they were there. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I haven't had a chance to check the schedule yet. I don't know if you have, but is Williams Grove not racing that night? It's a as Nationals. Of, as of right now, on their schedule, Friday, August 13th, says TBA. Okay. Now, so. again, I completely understand why it says that. It's the f Friday before the Knoxville Nationals goes off. Um, if Knoxville goes off the way it normally does, those guys run all week. They have uh, the Capitani Classic going on. They have their prelim nights. There's a lot of things going on. Last year, seven guys um, that are, I would consider PA Posse or local guys, who um, are outlaws ran the one one and only they called it last year. There were only seven of them, um, three of which run outlaw stuff on a regular basis. Uh, one of which is out of a ride this year. So there's a handful of guys that maybe we don't get. But there's also 100 sprint car owners in central PA. And if nothing else is going on on Friday, August 13th, do they want to run their sprint car or do they want to watch the, you know, the night before Knoxville? So I think we get at least 25, maybe 30 cars that night. 
that would be really awesome. And uh, to see them sprinters with the big, you know, the big wings and the four ten motors on that track, and see, it's, I'm, that's one probably one of the biggest races all year. I'm looking forward to, even though you know, modifieds or anything, and not the winners race, but that should still be fun too. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm when I saw that's when Jake sent me the schedule and that was on, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and I think we're toying around with the concept of time trials. I'm not 100% certain on that. So more to come closer to date, but definitely on the card, definitely going to bring in another dynamic of fans. Um, you know, something different. It, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And the modified non-winners race, um, we didn't have it last year. But again, like we were talking earlier there's a lot of guys that could win. And now, we, is this going to be non-winners for like the career or just this year? I'm thinking just this year. Well, that could be, there could be a lot of good cars there. Right? <laughs> so, Very much so. Well, yeah. if it's career, you know, we got to do a lot of research to validate who's eligible and who's right, not. Exactly. Yeah. This is normally, um, we usually do run this before the coal cracker. It's the non-winners yeah, of the year. Before, yeah. But yeah, yeah, we could end up seeing some really good cars. Yeah, oh, I think so too. Because, you know, like I say, the quality of fuel we're going to have this year. Um, and, you know, $1,000 to win is, you know, I don't know how many laps it's going to be. And I guess it's probably 20. My, I'm probably a 20 or 25 lap. I, if it's not listed, I'm thinking 25, which is standard. Um, right. You know, but still. This could also go to one of your, you know, your low buck guys or your. Well, exactly. So, you know, we've seen guys win this race in the past who you wouldn't think to either be in it or to win a normal night's feature. So, you know, this gives guys a chance um, putting your your front runners or your point leaders per se um, out for the night and giving these guys a spotlight. So I like it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's good for, like you said, the low buck guys that, you know, don't get a chance to run for the win that often. You know, they do their best because everybody tries their best, but for them, it gives them a night to stand out and uh, stand in in the winter circle. Absolutely. Let me move on to Friday, August 20th. Uh, Wow. Big one. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Wow. Preludes the Coal Cracker, uh, Red, White, and Blue Autos Night. Modified 50 lapper, 10 grand to win. Uh, open Sportsman 602 crates and Roadrunners, a house night. But wow, 50 lapper, 10 grand to win. Um, this could be anyone's race, right? It, oh, it could be. And then if you look at it in a span of two weeks and two days, so it'd be 16 days, you could, you could, if one driver won both of them, you take home $27,000. Absolutely. In two weeks. <laughs> well, and if they were to come in and win on championship night, let's make it 30. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, I, when I saw that, right, when Jake sent me and I saw that on the schedule, I'm like, wow, that, that's a big one. And, uh, extra drivers come up that night. I'm and, Randy better. And we've seen some, uh, surprising winners of this in the past. Um, I know one of the guys that we're getting back this year that we lost last year, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Bubba's Raceway Park himself, Timmy Buckwalter, uh, did win that race before. So, 
Um, you know, you could see one of your big guys win this. Um, you know, 50 laps, it's a long time, but you could also see some surprises too. Oh, you can. Yeah, 50 laps, anything can happen. You know, uh, extra resistance races, you know, anything can happen. But uh, for 10 grand, it'd be nice to see some of them uh, drivers that don't, you know, run Grandview, don't run Big Diamond, come up, try their, try their hand at it. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe you get somebody, a couple guys from New York come down and do it, use it as a prep for the coal cracker. Hey, and I mean, last year proved it when it comes to New York guys. For one, we don't know what they're going to get this year. Uh, I right. wish them the best of luck. It, it could be another hard year for those guys. But we saw a handful of guys that I'd never thought I'd ever see at Diamond. I never thought we'd get the chance to see Billy Decker again in the 91 um, in the in the gypsum car. Don't get me wrong. He does run that Jeremy Smith car for the right. the Deo stuff. But yeah. um, yeah, Jack Laner never would have thought, um, you know, even seeing Mad Max in Roshinsky's car was like, what? Um, so, yeah. We could easily see New York guys come back down and uh, take a whack at ten grand here. No, I and I agree with you. Definitely be cool to see, and uh, yeah, Jay face it, Jay pays some good money out, and uh, you guys, yeah, they wouldn't. They just need to get them drivers down here to take advantage of it. Well, the one thing I look at too is we're kind of handicapped um, at, with our location. Uh, coal cracker regions full of high school football diehards. It sucks away right. from our grandstands um, on yes. a normal year um, in September and October. That's why we don't run longer. And most times we get a little hit early on too um, with it just being frigidly cold or, you know, mother nature doesn't like to play nice sometimes in April, but no. you know, our <laughs> seasons sure. are kind of compact when you look at other tracks yeah, and it kind of allows us to to throw some more money together on top and, you know, at least make the shortened schedule, if you want to call it that, all a little prettier. So. Right. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we've had the bad luck the last two or three years in April of getting races in. Yes. I mean, last year, I mean, we couldn't open last year anyway, but the first four weeks probably would have been rained out anyway. Because it rained every Friday in April, but in the following year we never started till um, May. First yep. modified show in 2019 was May 24th. Yep, that was the first modified show that year. Yeah, and um, so you know, hopefully Mother Nature will play a lot nicer with us this year, and we can get some uh, them early season races in. Yep, absolutely. Uh, moving on to Friday, August 27th, we're nearing the end of the season here. Championship night. Um. You know, this year, I hope schedule goes to plan. I hope we don't have a ton of that happen, like you had just said. And I hope that we can crown all of our champions the same night, all together. Um, you know, and then adding on top of it, we also have the Pro Shine Auto Detailing Roadrunner Match Races. Another, another match race is, uh, is, is, it's always a good thing. Yeah, they, they were fun to watch this year. The Roadrunner Road guys had a lot of fun with them, and uh, they were pretty cool to watch. Absolutely always are. Uh, so do we want to make any early predictions on who we're going to be crowning champions that night? Oh, man. Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, yeah. That's the correct answer, because I don't think you yeah. can. I don't think you can. I mean, Wooler was so steady there last year. Like you say, Howard with a new team. 
Strunk with a new team. Von Doren's always going to be up there. That car just runs great all year there. Um, you know, Danny Buck with a new team, but you know, Norm's cars, they were even they were off a lot last year, but I expect them to uh you know, like same thing with Dwayne going the you know, the the gets car. It's just a change of pace and something different and I I I expect them to be strong again this year too. But you know, Billy Pouse Jr., he's gonna stick with one his car this year instead of going back and forth. And he's got and, all new uh, he's got all new stuff too. All new stuff, yeah. I was up a shop a couple weeks ago. Just stopped in for a visit, and uh, he was, I was showing me around, and he's going to be ready to go. It, it, it's impossible to pick a champion because, nope. like you said, you know, Jeff's drunk last year. He probably might have won the championship, but he had a flat tire with two left to go. Right. So, well, and he also, know, and he also um, you know, before Butchie's car, <laughs> so there were right. a couple of nights there um, still with, with the Heineman 126 that, who knows, um it's it's absolutely impossible like i said i counted them guys that have multiple wins or even championships it's i mean lawbox got an announcement hanging out there um you know what he's got in store for us on a friday and i I don't think anybody has a clue as to what that could be um i don't either because i I keep bugging him trust me he only lives like 15 minutes from me and i i keep telling him coming up the shop no no i'm not ready i'm not ready yet so Mm -hmm. but uh he, he told me that, you know, he's ready to let me know. So. I mean, you got Roshinsky coming back from um, his concussion issues. Alex Jankowski. I that, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Alex Jankowski. I'm almost certain really he's, good. yeah, I'm almost certain he's going to be stronger than he was last year. And he just seems to be right. getting better and better. And he almost does it quietly. And that, I think, is scary. It is scary. He, well, he didn't win that race at Bridgeport too quietly this year, but uh, <laughs> that wasn't quiet at all. But yeah, now Alex is—he is—he's a quiet kid, and uh, he lets his uh, driving talents do the talking. And you know, he had that stretch of the year in the middle of the year last year where, uh, yeah, he was just—he got the new car, and that car was just on a rail, and I, he was able to come. And he both times, I think he started outside the top twelve. Exactly. So, to win them races so that's saying something if they diamond i mean and look at timmy buckwaller too um he's bringing yeah. back the the norm saxon 23x yep you that know car was a rocket last year he won three big money races um at, at three different tracks and only ran the modified through what early july yeah the same car that's same crazy chassis. exactly yeah, that, that's, I mean, some of these teams, they, they got a chassis for each division or each uh, track. Correct. <laughs> just, correct. You know, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's if, that, I expect Timmy to be really strong again there this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, look at guys like Jared Umbenhauer, um, who could win yeah. at any point. Uh, you know, yep. you, you get on a roll for a couple of weeks and you're you're good. You're good to go. You're looking good. Um, you know, like Brett Cressley, I thought um had some of an off year uh, i if yes, you want to call did. it that but on saturdays he didn't really have an off year he looked really good no um oh, yeah. so you know you have all these guys where it's the flip of a coin it really is right and, and then you got guys like you say like you talked about whitmore who was really strong last yep. year just didn't have any luck yep uh, Sean Fitzpatrick, he showed yep. some strength last year a couple times, and towards the end of the year, his luck started going down a little bit. And he had Ryan Krejci coming back. Yep, he was strong last year in his slot. And then Dylan Sawyer. Yep. <laughs> you know, you talked about him exactly. That, you know, that kid gets better and better every week. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Are we getting Stangle back again? 
I'm not sure about, I was going to ask you the same question. I'm not sure about. Stanley I haven't talked stuff. to him recently. Um, yeah. I plan on harassing him after Volusia's over. Um, yeah. You know, and I'll find out what, what, what's going on in Stangle camp, but you know, yeah, we're going to get all these guys and guys that have wins and guys who can win every week. Um, you know, Kevin Beach had a very off year. Um, missed, missed the last how many weeks? Because the uh, what happened? Something happened where they something broke when they were loading the car off, or he injured himself when they were loading the car up to come to the track, or something like that. Something like that. And yeah, it was I'm like, exactly what sure. in the world? I mean, talk about luck. But there's yeah. another one who could win. Absolutely right. has the ability, has the equipment, could win. Um, you know, and then, and then you look at the guys who might show up on a random night, um, you know, go down, might show up a couple of times, uh, man Miller, previous coal cracker winner and past champion might show up out of the blue. You just, you have all these variables that come into play that you just don't know every week. So no, I know. And we're, we're losing one Merkle, but gaining another Merkle. So (laughs) who are we losing? Uh, I don't think Corey's coming back. The sound for I read in uh, racing is he's just going to be running posted Grandview. Right. And, but, uh, but we're getting Kyle. Coming. And Kyle, when the limited yeah. late models are there, we're getting Sean. <laughs> Sean, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we're get, we're we're losing one, but gaining one and a quarter. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I really wish Corey was coming back because, you know, he would always come up and talk to us when we were sitting there at the table doing sign and all that. Yeah. He's a really nice kid. And I thought he got better as the year went on. Oh yeah, and I really wish I really wish he was coming back, but you know that's the way it is. That's and you know what? That's a that's another guy that came from late models that, right? You know, for really never running a modified before and making features like he did. I mean, he started on the pole a couple times. Um, you know, they had some some issues with getting it in gear, um, but other than that, held his own. You know, didn't right. didn't proverbially shit the bed. I mean, didn't no, look that no. bad. And you know, Chris Graver had some good runs last year. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, yep. and he's coming back. Yep. Oh yeah. It's, it, it's and then you have to think about the ones that we don't know about. Right. And like I said, it's the random guys that show up that I think are going to throw the biggest wrenches into everything, because someone could come in there, like go down, win, and screw up the points. Right. Yeah. You know, or, not, or he could he could come in opening night and win and say, Oh, I'll come back next week and do good next week and then pretty soon you got him there coming every Friday. Well, that happened so, with Lawbach. That happened with Lawbach yeah. two years ago at Grandview. I don't yep. think he was gonna run Grandview, but he was leading the points when Bridgeport opened and he's like, Well, I'm leading the points. Yeah. And he and he was there. He was there for yeah. you know two years. So you you just never know and and you know it's it's like guys always ask well hey is this guy coming is this guy coming i'll let you know when they sign in because yeah exactly. for the most part you you can't you know there's a couple of guys we can get a hold of and actually talk to and ask but for the most part it's i, I honestly i expect them but i can't guarantee it so at this point we do know quite a few guys that are coming back that have verified it, but there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of surprises. I think that the people are going to see this year. Right. I do too. And, uh, I, I can't wait for it to begin. Trust me. It's, you know, it's been a winter with the snow and all that kind of stuff. I can't wait for spring to get here. And, uh, 
yeah, for some races. Yeah, I'll be um well, I mean you got Lincoln in what ten days. Um I'll definitely yeah. be there freezing my butt off because I gotta take the wipe to the wing cars. Um but I think <laughs> I'll be at Diamond probably in the next twenty days or so, starting uh starting prep for everything. So it's it's almost here. Yeah, it's getting there. It's quick. I just I'm just doing I'm doing some schedules for Jake. I just talked to him today and printing up some schedules for everybody and uh you know, you have to put and here before you know it, that's I can't wait. My first race will be Georgetown. But, oh yeah, you know, that's I'm looking forward to that. So, yep, absolutely. So there's our championship prediction. We don't have one because it's absolutely impossible. Right. It's absolutely impossible. It impossible. Uh, so yep. let's move on to the big weekend. Um, Friday, September third, Fire Management uh, Control of Pennsylvania night. The Sportsman Open Sportsman Cole Cracker Forty Lapper Fifteen Hundred to win. Limited late models, 1500 to win. Central PA Legends, Roadrunners, and last from the past, Vintage Cars. Again, um, big 40-lapper for sportsmen. It's a who's who of who might show up. Uh, limited yep. late models, I, 1500 to win. That's a lot of money. Um, That's real money for them, yeah. We don't know who we're going to get, and I think we're going to yep. get a stout field. Right, and we always get stout fields of Central Pay Legends, so absolutely, we always put on good fields. And uh, you know, you see, we don't know about the blast in the past, many of have been there for a while, so but uh, yeah, that's always you know, the prelude of the cold cracker is always a good night, and or not prelude, but the, the Friday before the cold cracker is always a good night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm actually surprised that I even throw in a modified practice there, but I guess with so many divisions, it's hard to do. Yeah, let's not make it six. So, that's true. Uh, Sportsman Cracker, we will definitely not have, a, a, at least at this point in time, I'm going to say we were not going to have a repeat winner from last year. So, right. uh, you know, flip a coin. Yeah. Let, let's see who parks after 40 laps. You never know. You can dust it off for 1500 to win, so you never know. Exactly. And then Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, it's Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, which... That's a long weekend for me. Uh, Saturday, we usually go to Lebanon Valley if they're going to host the Mr. Dirt USA um, big race up there. So it'll be a long weekend. But Sunday, September 5th, the Jack Rich Incorporated Coal Cracker 72, $17,000 to win. There will be lap money again this year. I'm actually going to try and do lap money for the Sportsman and Crates as well. More to pile on my plate, but I love doing it. Um, these guys yeah, all deserve no, it. Same thing for me today. The Fritz Rarig yeah. Memorial uh, version number two, the second year in a row for the 602 crates, 1500 to win. And of course, the Red Runners. Uh, here's another guy we didn't talk about that could show up on a random night who won the Cole Cracker last year, Ryan Watt. Um, Absolutely. Another guy who can show up and be competitive anywhere, anytime. Um, do we see 53 cars again? Uh, lots going to depend on New York. <laughs> that's, that's the issue. And, you know, if there's anything scheduled against it, like a super dirt car series race or anything. Well, here's, so. here's the thing. I don't think that there is. Um, I, I know. I don't think there is either. Well, I remember two years ago. Um, they had the Utica Rome had that race scheduled, uh, Labor Day Sunday and it rained out because remember go down came down and did not bring the posse of other guys with, but no, 
Saturday is Mr. Dirt Track USA at Lebanon Valley, and they don't run again until Saturday, September 11th at Wheat Sports. So, um, yeah, we could see the same guys again. We could see Decker. We could see Shepard for sure. Um, You know, Laner had already enjoyed himself, even though he didn't make the show. But, you know, he's another one of them young guys that I think is going to start popping off wins soon, too. Yeah, he's fast again tonight down in Volusia. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, again, it's going to be another packed house, packed pits. It's going to be insane. Even the crates we saw forty-five last year. Um, yeah. We could see that again. Uh, like like we talked about earlier, the uh, the crates seem to keep growing, just like the USAC three sixties do. Um, all of a sudden these guys just all have cars. So who knows what we're going to see? We're going to see a lot who we don't know at this point, but I think we're going to see a a good field again. No, it'll be a great I mean, last year, like Jake said, he never expected. We'll be at 45 crates last year. Yep. Something like that. Jake said, I never expected to have that many crates. And I, and And, I won the bet on the modifieds because I said we were going to have 50 and he thought I was crazy. Well, guess what? I got paid because I won that bet. <laughs> so, yeah, that was an insane night. I mean, you talk about a crowd. That is the biggest crowd I have ever, ever seen at Big Diamond Speed. They were parked all the way down the highway of yep. the road outside yep. for like a for like a half a mile each way. Well, it was they Jake had to close the gates. Yep. He couldn't let more cars in. Yep. And and, and normally um if you go down towards turn four guys don't continually go down to park as far as you can and right. that was used up <laughs> so yeah it was nuts oh i got i, I was an insanely big crowd it's, I, it was awesome to see you know for starting late last year and um you know it was the year everybody had through with the pandemic and all that you know we we did pretty well at big diamond our crowds were good and uh, it, all year long, our crowds were good. And it just, it was just nice to see that. And even like, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm part of DTD too. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the, the TV, like for the coal cracker, it was unbelievable. It, as crowded as we were, the the people that, the amount of people that bought the pay-per-view was unbelievable too. So it was crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely enjoyed uh, giving champagne showers to those guys in Victory Lane. That was awesome. Had one go off in the booth on me and uh, <laughs> champagne was everywhere. It was a crazy night, um, but you know what? We made it happen. It was uh, successful all around for sure. Yeah, and then uh, Monday, September 6th, of course, is the rain date. Let's hope we do not have yeah. to use that at all. Yes. Uh, guys like to have a beverage or two on Sunday and don't need to work Monday. So let's not push that. And then we have two events that are rented out events that are not run by us. However, I'm absolutely going to mention them. Saturday, September 18th, the Bent Metal Productions Demolition Derby. So when this happened last year, it was in October, I believe, um, or even early November, it may have happened. But it was after it rained a considerable amount and it was a very, very muddy. But there were like 100 cars and I heard it was a blast. And yeah, if there's uh, if there's no. Well, actually, that's I think I think that's the 76 or date. So I will not be attending the demolition derby. However, 
Um, for those of you who do not venture off um, to other places or like your demo derbies, absolutely go check this out. Like I said, they had about 100 cars last year. It was insane. Uh, And then Saturday, October 2nd, I thought this was very interesting. A vintage dirt spectacular, uh, which I think is being headlined by the the vintage guys from like the Southern Tier region. So um, I don't know too much about that. So yeah, I know up at like Thunder Mountain, uh, they get a ton, a ton of vintage cars, and I think they're partnering with Blast from the Past, and they're going to do some kind of big uh, vintage, like a vintage day um, combo show kind of thing. Um, they're they're kind of doing their own deal, but from what I've read and understand, it's uh, they're going to have quite a few cars there. So. Uh, any of you uh, older folks that, you know, like to go to Reading or Flemington or East Windsor back in the day, um, you know, stop on up and check it out October 2nd on Saturday. Um, not sure of a start time at this point, but I have a feeling it's going to be like an afternoon type deal. Um, but yeah, that pretty much sums up our schedule uh, head to toe, packed with so much stuff, uh, a lot of money to be won, a lot of... Uh, Hearts to be broken, that's for sure. We're going to have a ton of cars, a ton of divisions, but it's definitely going to be the place to be on a Friday night, that's for sure. It is, for sure. And, um, you know, I've been never more excited for, you know, for a season of Big Diamond with the quality of field that we're going to have on a Friday night. It's, it's you know, you can, I think you can arguably say it'll be the best field of cars on a single night anywhere. I agree. That's just my opinion. And uh, I'm so much looking forward to it. I thank, you know, thank Jake and Jasmine for letting me be part of this. And uh, I'm really looking forward to our season, working with you again, even working with Merkel. But, uh, you know, we we put up with him, but he's a good guy. So, (laughs) yeah. um, Hey, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be there. So I can't, I can't say anything bad for sure. He's a good flagger and he's a great guy. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up our preview show. Um, great talking with you. Great going over this schedule. Kenny, I appreciate your time and your uh, input for sure. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it, buddy. I, uh, look, I've been looking forward to this all day and getting it done. And, uh, you know, anytime during the year you want to chat, put me on the podcast. We'll go over some modified stuff, and uh, I'll be glad to do it. Oh, don't worry. Those episodes are definitely going to happen. Um I know off the top of my head, as long as I keep my sanity through this summer, uh, we're definitely going to do a coal cracker review. We're definitely going to do a 76er review. Um, you know, even maybe a super dirt week kind of review, but yeah, there's a lot on deck that we're definitely going to lay our hands in for sure. It's going to be good. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. I will talk to you later. Take care my friend. <laughs>